Sentire Media Well, here we go for our what's turned into our biannual <laughs> podcast from Italy. Thank you for downloading. You are the faithful because anyone who is listening to this the twice a year, it seems like we've we've did it and we've done this in 2021. Uh, thank you for listening to Welcome it. Back. Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome back. March eleventh was the last. March eleventh. So we were a solid six months, over six months. Yikes! The longest inconsistency yet. It's true. I'd say that we're going to change that, but let's not let's not kid each other. <laughs> who knows? What, who knows? <laughs> so we should probably reset this whole thing. My name's Jason. Ciao, I'm Ashley. And together we run, own, operate, and live in a little piece of paradise we call Cacamone in Piobico and Agriturismo. Tongue tied this morning. La Tavola Marche uh, in the foothills of the Apennines, 7.20 in the morning. I've been up for, as you can hear, the, the energy. Ex- energy in my voice. <laughs> I've been up for quite a while because I'm a morning guy, and uh, we switched on the microphones because it's cloudy and cold and wet. And it's my, still dark. It is still dark in the morning. Summer has passed by. We're definitely into the autumn season. Let's reset and take it all, all the right, way back. So, well, we won't go all the way back to Easter and all of that, but let's jump into summer and what we've been up to. We'll try to give you a little hi- uh, highlight reel. <laughs> well, summer, my summer was dominated by uh, the Glory Garden. We knew that we didn't get the word until about June that we would be able to reopen. So it was kind of a slow and last minute summer. Um, so we kind of knew to plan ahead that we wouldn't have as many guests and that was going to be okay. But how did we want to spend our time? And Jason decided he knew exactly where he wanted to go. The- uh, last, well, last year, the, the lockdown year was supposed to be my glory garden, but I messed up my shoulder and was uh, out for the season. So it kind of fizzled. But this year, this year it's I all. had the time. I was a hundred percent and um, I planted, why do I call it the glory garden? Cause it's, it's, uh, it's, if I had could dedicate all the time I necessary to make everything perfect. What could I really do in a garden? And um, it turned out to be a lot. I could do a lot. Well, and it went way overboard. Oh, I went crazy. Like I, <laughs> the, so it's paradoxical because I had the time because we didn't have a ton of guests. I had the time to plant and take care and and do all the the, the thing the maintenance the maintenance for instance when we'd have a normal year there'd be you can't get to everything in the garden you have to just kind of let things go and this year it was all the little things like the extra weeding and the extra pruning and the extra caring of the pathways and it was the, tight it was tight it was all tight or the <laughs> um, um, getting to do like um, uh, preventative treat preventative and- treatments so you could do bio so uh, I don't get an infestation I still did anyway but uh, try never Everything up too. Everything looked beautiful because I could spend six, seven hours a day, three in the morning, yeah, three, three and a half in the morning and four in the afternoon, in the evenings doing nothing but the garden. It was. And loving it. But since we didn't have a lot of guests, I could do that. However, since we didn't have a lot of guests, I have, we have so much. So much. We we can't (laughs) give it all away. Like it's, it's, there's got to be 200 kilos of tomatoes on the vine in the garden. Just rotting. We're 30th at, of September. We're done. I'm done. Oh, my gosh. And b- here's part of the problem, too, for this <laughs> I mean, glory garden. He I mean, wanted it uh, very beautiful and symmetrical. So maybe we only needed uh, 20 pepper plants, but 75 went in. Well, because it was, I had to fill the double rows. <laughs> I know. 
I wanted everything to look like like uh, to the eye, to the full. So yeah, maybe I needed three quarters of a row of peppers. Um, but that doesn't look good if you only have three quarters of a row. I need two, the double row. We have double rows in the garden. So for the glory peppers. garden, for the glory garden, you need <laughs> two. You need two rows full of them. So we got peppers. Oh my I gosh. planted bean barlow. I need a new freezer because we've planted no a third freezer. Yeah, third freezer. Um, there's so many jar. I have so many jars of tomatoes. Um, we have we we pickled and we we froze stuff and we had a whole giant block of corn because um, I. You wanted to do companion planting, too. We did companion planting, the three sisters. We did the corn, the um, pumpkins, and the beans. Um, And I didn't want two, three rows of corn. I wanted a block. I want to look down there and see a block of corn. And (laughs) I planted a block of corn. Uh, We did a giant block of sunflowers at the top. Um, we had over 1,500 onions all started from seed. Yeah, the onions were – we've got onions everywhere. I've given away crates of, crates upon crates of onions. Anyone who passes and stops and talks talks to me on the road gets <laughs> crates of onions. And we still – they're just coming. I, I don't have enough room for all this stuff. So, woo, it was a garden in all its glory. I got it out of my system. I <laughs> Okay, it's done, and I'll never do something that big again. <laughs> done. Um, did the multiple cultivatory help? Yeah, it did help, but I still need a tractor. Of course. Um, so typically at the beginning, once we start revving up into spring and summer, we're light on the podcasts anyway. Um, so we can't use this as our full excuse of why we haven't recorded, but then early summer we came in, uh, after having coffee and the computer was deed. Oh, so I love this computer I have. And you think, oh, it's computer. no, I'm not a technology guy. This is a 2009, 2009. So my computer's 12 years old. I love it. There's, it just does everything I need. I mean, I watch YouTube videos and look up how to do stuff and, and that's about it. So for me, it didn't matter. However, all of the, um, podcasting stuff was on there. This is such a BS excuse. No, what but are we doing? Why I think it's hilarious is instead of doing something where we just buy a new computer oh, and yeah, we're yeah. done with it. I looked around. I don't want it's too much. I don't want to learn anything new. I've refused to buy a new Apple product. Um, so I just went out and bought the same computer. <laughs> 2009. Yeah, I spent 300 bucks. I bought the same 2009 iMac. It's awesome. It's Sitting right hilarious. here. It works so- great. <laughs> so well, I tried to fix the other one, but it was, I don't know, it's not. Well, Jason has bigger priorities. He wants a cow. I want a cow now. <laughs> um, we, we're back to livestock. We're back to, we're back to thinking about getting animals. And um, that's my plan for this autumn. As soon as I'm done cutting all the wood that we have to cut, uh, uh, I want to get build a little stall. And I, I don't know, a cow is a big jump. We're gonna start, I think we're going to start with pigs. I think we're going to get a couple pigs because that's a lot easier to handle. And we'll just get breeding or um not breeding pigs what are they eating pigs eating pigs so we get them when they're babies you raise them up and then you slaughter them so it's not if it doesn't work out or doesn't really fit in our lifestyle or we don't like the smell or anything it's over in a year so i know we've talked about it before but i think we really are close to doing it this time yeah yeah, i'm i'm gonna start doing it as soon as i'm done with the wood Mm -hmm. so we'll see we'll see how far we get and dogs i want a dog so it was a dry and hot summer throughout central italy 
most of Europe was pretty dry. We had very, very little rain. Thank so, thank God for silver uh, linings. Yeah, I guess? we if we had a full boat of of guests this year, we would definitely be out of water. That we wouldn't be able to support it. Oh well, that was the talk of town. They were having water shut off for days. People were other agriturismos were having water delivered daily. Can you imagine? No. So when you when you go, what do you mean? So they either dump it into your well, or they uh, most places like this has a cistern that holds the water, uh, so they would fill your cistern up. And, and they bring a huge truck and yeah, just oh my gosh! I don't want to know what that costs. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's still been very dry. Very dry still, but the weather's changing. We'll see what happens. Severe severe weather, Europe predicts a um normal to a little bit wetter western for western europe this year we'll see god she's calling for snow in november god she's calling <laughs> okay <laughs> it was 28 degrees yesterday i know okay oh um, oh my gosh speaking of a dry hot summer and kind of quiet not a lot of the uh same busyness with the guests so it's kind of like we're down this long quiet road and there's not much going on and one summer night that all changed. It is hilarious. Like, it never gets boring out here. I don't know. Something always happens. So I'm in the garden, and the um, I see these two groups of uh, two cars pull up with a bunch of kids. Like, I don't know, between 16 and 20-ish. And they're just hanging out right by our driveway, which is odd because, I don't know, it's just odd. We are in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. But I don't say anything. Just go about my watering, my pruning, and my tying. And then a big um, camper comes by, and then a um, like a box truck, like a van, big van comes by, and they, they all go, woo, and get in the car and drive away. And I think, okay, they were just waiting for their friends. This is where they're going to meet them, and they're taking off. Totally. And sometimes, like, <coughs> once or twice throughout the summer along our road or whatnot, you'll hear um, – You'll see a couple cars pulled over, and you've got a handful of twenty-something-year-olds. I mean, you got to remember, a lot of Italians live at home until they're in their like mid-thirties, so they'll come down to the country road for a little uh, hangout hang and drink, whatever, I'm drink, sure. listen Who to music, knows? whatever. Uh, so it wasn't like anything too crazy. Now, the way our road is, and the way the way we're situated, once they get about a hundred or two hundred and fifty meters, you can't really see because they go over this little crest in in the hill in the road, and then they it kind of dips down, and you can't towards really the see, river, yeah, towards the river. Even though it's still the same field in our property, you can't really see them. Um, so I didn't think anything of it, and then around dusk, so like nine forty-five, ten, you start hearing. I'm like, oh, okay, it's those kids there. Yeah, we figured there's an abandoned farmhouse up the road from us, and we just thought, oh, I bet they pulled up in there, and they're just having a party up at that house, and not really thinking anything of it, just going, oh my god, this music sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it was more. I, I, it was more like, oh, this is just terrible music than um, I, anything else. Yeah, like, who cares? A bunch of kids. Well, as it turns out, more and more people started arriving, and. We didn't realize it, but there was 200 people at there. At least. At least. I mean, we heard the music, but I didn't want to be Debbie Downer and uh, call no, the cops No, and we had on. no idea exactly where they were. We just heard some cars passing, and then it wasn't until the morning. The morning, when the music was still <laughs> And, I mean, like, first thing in the morning. I'm up at, it. it's the high summer. I'm up at, you know, 5 o'clock straight up in the morning. Still. Still, boom, mm, boom. Mm, I go walk mm. over there, and there are... 
kids as soon as everywhere. you hang a right out of our driveway and you walk over the crest not even start... now then now the cars are oh, all well, parked. yeah now you see the cars um and they are in this in our in our field like at the bottom <laughs> of the field and i walk over and there's girls peeing in bushes um there's people passed out everywhere there's tents all over the place Tents set up apparently we have oh, the bar and oh, um yes. like dj station they had a whole bar tent a dj station hundreds hundreds of people and it's like oh god <laughs> what the hell is this People passed out in their cars everywhere um and apparently this is something that happens throughout italy and i guess throughout europe is um they send out uh kids send out these like announcements uh-huh. who, who knows and rave party <laughs> so they we're taking they were charging people <laughs> they were charging people to get into the middle Our of a field. field um so of course it at you know a little past six here come the farmers start coming down the field coming down the road in their cars and uh mouths agape and it, and um you know of course the cops were called then and the funny enough, since it was a Saturday night into a Sunday, the, the police were probably called at 6.30 in the morning, something mm-hmm. like that. No one showed up till 10.30. Oh, no. And the crazy thing is, is Gaji all the way down the valley, um, heading towards into town, said, and he lives up on a hill, swears he could hear it all evening, too. Just the dun, dun, dun. Oh, I, yeah, I would imagine. I heard it pretty good. Oh, my gosh. So I learned my lesson um, that... Don't try to be the cool neighbor. Oh, wait. But then they told the police that we they said it was the okay. They that we said it was okay that they posted up in the field and had a rave party. It's like, what are you talking about? And if I did, I want my cut. Where's my, where's my money? Where's my money? <laughs> um, funny, but funny enough, about a month later, in the middle of August. Oh, cat. Uh, a month later, in the middle of August, um, national Italian national news: huge rave party with ten thousand people in the mid- by uh, the uh, the terrible uh, um, near Lago Bolsena. Near Lago Bolsena. So um, I've learned my lesson now. It, the, thousands, and it thousands. lasted for days. And the cops were like, "What can we do? We can't do anything." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, you can break that up. You break it up." Oh my gosh! So that was pretty wild. <laughs> that, that was pretty much the most exciting thing that happened all summer. That was the talk of town. Oh, there was the one other exciting thing of water cooler talk of the robbery. What robbery in Piobico for the scratchers? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So these two women um, moved into a house at the beginning of the road, and they were from uh, this coast. So they were never – they're not really country people, so they never really fit in, um, meaning like they um, – They would sound alarms when the hunters would come by. Come by, and it's like, well, people have been hunting out here for hundreds of years. You've, you've moved here. So um, they never really fit in. They were never really kind of part of the community. Anyway, turns out that not only were they not part of the community, but they thought it would be a good idea to distract one of the shopkeepers at the local it's a like a it's a cafe bar slash grocery store it is straight out of a film where it is a tiny town there's like dust on the shelves they're connected to the they, things they live connect- upstairs yeah. if you need groceries you can ask them to open up next door and they'll kind of get you the grocery the the um <laughs> it's the place that has the fire going in the yes. middle of june because the oldies like to sit around the because i'm cold it's, yes it's that kind of place like and these ladies are in their 60s, 70s. No, not 70s. Okay, They're in 60s. their six, early 60s. Okay. Um, so they thought it would be a good idea to distract, distract the, uh, the shopkeeper. shopkeeper and then um, like just take money out of the register. Yeah. And got them on the 
camera that was got in him there. On, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> got not him a big the question so, of who it was. It's the, so down the road. That whole thing went down, and um, it was the talk of the town. And I don't understand why you would do that in your own town. Where or you live. Where you live. It, it's crazy. And supposedly they were addicted to scratchers. That was the talk of the town. They, <laughs> They, they did it wasted, for the scratchers. They did it for the scratchers. They wasted all their money on scratcher tickets. Oh, my gosh. Debt. So between the um, the crazy crime in Piobico and the rave <laughs> down our road, it was a pretty wild summer. And uh, those ladies moved out. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it ended criminally or whatever. <laughs> I don't but think much of anything. Much of anything. But they they're no longer live at the house down the road. No. They're they're off to move. They they've moved on. They've moved their grift on their scratcher grift. Exactly. Um, so what else happened over the summer? We did a few little road trips. We did. We went uh, about two and a half hours north, and then we went about an hour and a half south. Uh, just little like one night kind of getaway. We went up to Ravenna to see the mosaics. We'd had so many people recommend it. We had never had a chance. I don't know. We had never gotten to it. It was on the list, and we thought, you know what, let's. Head up in sometime in June, we went and um, checked out the mosaics for the day. But the best part was we stayed near Chervia on the coast. And that was cool because Chervia is where... Um, the Pope's salt. Yes. You want to tell them? So uh, in uh, the, the Vatican still to this day owns salt mines all over because back in the day, salt was like gold. Salt was a form of currency. And... Um, they have never let go. So what do they know that we don't? <laughs> um, but it's uh, we thought it would be an interesting place to go to check out how they do it. And um, you can take a little tour. However, it was the high, height of oh, summer. It was so, so hot. <laughs> and their tour started at 530 in the afternoon. Like just of the day in the, the salt flats. Just walking around like, uh, you know, salt like conducts, you know, transfers heat really well. Just, I thought it sounded like the most miserable thing I've ever <laughs> heard in my entire life. So we stopped at the gift shop and bought a bag of salt. But it's the salt you use. But it's the salt that that we use. And um, it's good. It's it's good salt. It's sweet salt, they call it. So mm-hmm. um, salts are really interesting how they have so much complexity. And I love to buy salt wherever we go because it's something that um, you can travel with. Like there's no liquid involved. It's easy to throw around and it lasts forever. You get a kilo of salt from somewhere and use it as like a finishing salt or something different and you'll have it for a long time. I have a lot of little jars of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're in the um, if you're in the Ravenna area, it's really five yeah. minutes from uh, from Ravenna because it was halfway in between. Ravenna's a little bit inland, mm-hmm. so Chervia was halfway between um, the coast where we stayed. And what was the name of that? I forget. Milano, Misano, no. Misano, Milano, Adriatico, Maritime, Milano, Maritime, something. God, I can't we have remember. No information. Well, back to the classic podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, we also went down south, like Jason said, to Chivita Nova Marque, which we had always thought of as like, ooh, that's supposed to be really nice down there. Well, it wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Are you one of the idiots who gives uh, the Grand Canyon, Canyon two three stars? stars. Two stars. Eh. No, it was fine. It, it was, was fine. It was just not... Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like San Benedetto del Toronto, we went to last year, and that was um, for doing the beach thing and having the promenade and... 
Um, they it was just much nicer, and it was nicer up north as well. True, true. Yeah. But um, the part that was kind of cool in Chivita Nova Marque was two things. One, with our little day that we spent at the beach, you could hear them practicing, um, getting ready for a big concert at the outdoor arena, and so you were hearing them tune up and practice music. They did and, sound check. They did and the sound whole check. concert. It was really cool. So we, it was a David Bowie tribute. And it was like this is awesome. And uh, we'll have to ride the bikes back by here this evening. And sure enough, this is what is so hilariously Italian. Uh, this David Bowie tribute, we ride back by. We we know what the lineup is. We're like, this is great. Show up. And it's so Italian that in between the songs, they speak for like 45 minutes on the theory and the concepts behind. Emotions. The emotions. It was like we sat there for two minutes. and We, we heard the six songs <laughs> exactly. that they were going to sing. Except they took those six songs and did it in a two and a half hour oh my God. discussion slash performance. Yes, that sounded so boring. We kept the bikes moving. <laughs> well, um. it was it was it's an outdoor <laughs> concert. They set up a thousand seats like in this little outdoor amphitheater. You can hear it for kilometers around mm-hmm. there. So you really didn't even though it was sold out, you didn't really need tickets. No, it was cool though. Most people were hanging out outside. Oh yeah. Life. They love hearing all that stuff, but it was just kind of funny. But we um rode our bikes to this kind of fancy schmancy bar um to get we never do this get kind of dressed up have fancy drinks and um get a bunch of little kind of not tapas but antipasti plates and just kind of enjoy sitting at a um not this wasn't an enoteca um it was a yeah it was an enoteca ristorante Mm -hmm. kind of thing so what it it was in a cave you walked downstairs into this like grotto Mm -hmm. um Cantina, Bar. Uh-huh. And um, it was a little over the top. It was like the red velvet everywhere. And it, it could have been much cla- it could have been much simpler and a little bit more sophisticated if it wasn't like trying so trying hard. Trying so hard. It was hilarious. So I thought, oh, I'll get a, I'll like a foofy drink. I never do that. Jason went with a gin and tonic, smart, straightforward, done. You can't really mess that up. And I was like, oh, I'll do one of your signature drinks. Oh my God. 20 minutes later, after so many, um, like fluffs, like spritzes of smells and shakers and whispers into the glass and aromatic bits and um, uh, zests of different citrus. There must have been 20 ingredients. Oh my gosh. Then there was a little note and all of this attached and more bits and things added. <laughs> I was in a martini glass. It's some like oh fluorescent green look. It was like, what the hell did I order? It ended up to be the exact it tasted exactly like the juice we serve at breakfast, but like spiked. It was such a disappointment. I was like, what the hell did I just order? So <laughs> a lot like, of you you gotta remember, Italy is kind of behind in everything, and they're so just kind of getting into the like um the like the bartending. bartending and the the mixed drinks mm-hmm. and the yeah whole, the mixology mixology there you go that's the name um, these guys had ever they had the suspenders they had the oh, oh they looked the part they told a story of the whole they thing. were missing the crazy facial hair true no one had the beard with the wax and shit no but in we it. had the little man buns they did have man buns okay half a point for a man bun okay um, but the beard with the wax and uh-huh. the crazy mustache would have been better. Um, so we're not used to this. So seeing it for live and in person for really the first time, it's ridiculous. It was a show. It was like, oh, it's my absolutely God. absolutely ridiculousness. 20... Just get a glass of wine next time and just you pour it. <laughs> 20 bucks for something that tastes like freaking Aceh. Oh, my 
my gosh. It was such a bummer. It was hilarious. I was like, and that's, that's why <laughs> you don't order the fancy drinks. Just go normal. Um, but um, <laughs> Ashley also got goddamn. Oh, I, I thought it's, it said like tuna and something on toast. And I thought, oh, that sounds good. Ashley got a tuna melt. It was a tuna melt with the edges cut off. She got <laughs> She got the fanciest fakey orange juice and tuna melts you've ever had in all of Italy. It was like the children's menu version of everything. It was like Jason ordered excellent. He ordered a um, with polenta and bacala as a some plate, and that was delicious. But yeah, I'm better. I did not order well at all. That was highly disappointing on my part. You know that must have really stuck with us because that was solid two months ago. (laughs) And you're still you're still uh, recalling it. Move on. Oh my gosh! Um, other big news over the summer: bum, 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 bum. citizenship. Oh yeah, Ashley is an Italian citizen. I am not. Congratulations to Ashley. That didn't sound heartfelt. No, I'm not really. <laughs> why do you? Ha- why are you special? We were we were together the whole so time. So our numbers were literally. K blah 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 fifty nine for the like uh-huh. the packet that you go through and then the other person K blah 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 sixty our numbers were next to each other every appointment we've had for the past four four years, years is together our time slots are two minutes apart or whatever if not they're together so finally we get the, the go ahead that mine has ar- possibly arrived in Sant'Angelo and Jason's is nowhere to be found no one knows where it is there's no more information our inside man has no idea no everyone's hypothesis is and this is from the office in the comune in sant'angelo to other italians no and one seems to be alarmed by this no they're like oh i'm sure what happened was she finished ashley's the uh on friday Came into work on Monday, flipped the stack over, and started from the other side. Why would you do that? Everyone has said that. Why on earth would you? Who, who does that? Everyone has said that. I understand. <laughs> I know what that means. What, what sane person does that? I have no idea. Why is that the common knowledge of how paperwork is shuffled? So we have sent an email. Well, did we do this over the summer? The email every... Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, spring, I was sending an email once a week until I was... Not so politely asked a, in a strongly worded email to stop emailing them. Harassing them. <laughs> I think they use the word harassment. And then it will not help get his information anytime sooner. That might be one reason why I haven't Correct. seen it yet. Correct. Um, of course, the saga of mine still continues because I have changed, I changed my name when we got married. And we'll get into that in another podcast because that's a whole other conversation of the citizenship continuation. But... Um, when I came in over the summer to pop in to check to see if there was any new info, she um, pulled out a letter and started reading it to me. And as she was reading it to me, I just started the ugly cry. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is here. It's real. And so she read to me the verbal confirmation in early um, August, said, we'll do the ceremony with the sash and the mayor and all of that. And she goes, then you'll... Re-. And I said, I'm sorry for crying. And she goes, no, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and, um, and she... Uh, uh, I was using my mask as like a freaking Kleenex. And she said, um, great, we'll talk to the mayor. We'll set it up. And within a month or so, we'll do your uh, ceremony in person. Have not heard, heard a word. <laughs> haven't heard back 
from them at all. So maybe they're just waiting for Jason's to show up too. Maybe the stack got shuffled once again. And now I'm on the bottom. I don't know. So technically I have the verbal confirmation and that letter. Jason's is out there somewhere. The last we had heard was the office that I had contacted and harassed sufficiently said it had left their office. We don't know what off where that was. Correct. It was from a general email. So we do not know what office that was and where it went. And that was in the summer. Was it over the summer? I think so. Okay. Does, so we'll see. It will continue. Oh my God. What else? Kit- you're, you're, you're the one holding the thing. We got kittens. Oh yeah. That was in the spring or yeah. That was June. June. So, uh, Gaji, Gaji's adopted a mama cat up by his place. He doesn't let her in, but he feeds her every day and he talks to her and he, he wants a cat, but won't, won't fully admit it or accept it. Anyway, this, uh, stray cat, stray, it's kind of just around. Gaji lives at the top of like a little mini Italian version of not a cul-de-sac, but three or four little old houses clustered together. He lives up a little tiny bit of a hill driveway. And so these cats kind of roam in between these little houses. So this mama cat had a litter of kittens and got Rosanna's like, Oh, you should see the kittens. You should see the kittens. And we, we, our cats are now getting older and it would be fun to have kittens. They were born around Easter. Yeah. Um, so in early June, we, they kidnapped were, them? Kidna- basically kidnapped <laughs> them. Um, <laughs> late, <laughs> I, I mean, we really sat there and just ripped them out of their mom's hands and brought them <laughs> over here. And they have taken to Kakamone like a fish to water. They are all about it. Um, they have tripled. Totally them. bonkers. They huge. Um, they're loving life. It's uh, fun. Uh, so much fun. I've started. This is hilarious. I'm turning 41 and have just started a cat tiktok page (laughs) so you can see where our lives are headed you can see the direction some people are shooting stars others are going in other directions we're starting tiktok this could be the the road to riches riches. i don't know at one point i thought it was onions but now it could be the cats oh you're you're you know what i'm late to the party you think big onions and cats merch Merch. <laughs> um, so their names are Thelma. So Thelma's the girl, and we have uh, Lewis Winthorpe the Third. And if, for any of you who get that reference, good on ya. We'll Louie. you, Louie. <laughs> we'll send you a windbreaker. Thelma and Louie, they're hilarious. So it's been fun. Gaji loves the. Um, he would always come over, especially right when they first got here and just barge into our place like um like he used to no knocking or anything but just swing open the doors to try to find the kittens where are the kittens where are the kittens but um it's sweet so they've been fun and it and it um shows me how old and boring our cats are (laughs) they kind of just sleep and walk around and do their thing and Thelma and Louie have brought a little spice to life out here. Yes. Jason wants dogs again, too. Well, we've always wanted dogs, but... Yeah, that's to go with the cow talk. I know. Um, Oh, God. So, something else that happened. I don't even know when this happened. I end up with the mystery illnesses. Um, I have... Two hernias, flat back. I've got like this horrific herniated discs. Herniated discs. Because you can have a hernia of your that's true of your gut. And I am a mess. I had sciatica at the beginning <laughs> of <laughs> when I looked it up. It said age and obesity, and Jason was like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so 
so I had to, thankfully we have our physiotherapist in, um, Piobico, who we've talked about before, who is the national fencing team's, um, physical therapist. And so when I was having my acute back pain and not knowing what the hell is going on, cause I don't know, we do a bunch of stuff. You're moving crates of tomatoes, um, chicken food, 25 kilo sacks of chicken food. Like you're doing a bunch of stuff. So sometimes your back's a little sore, but you just kind of stretch it out or keep going. And when I had sent him the message, she was like, Oh yeah. Um, I'm in Tokyo right now. I was like, Oh yeah, you're at the Olympics. That's so cool. Anyway, had to do the resonanza. What's that called? An MRI. MRI. And it's, I'm a mess. So had to, um, go to a specialist and Italians are hilarious because they will do the, even the doctor, he's looking at my chart and the, um, the MRI results and everything in the photos. And on, he's looking on the left side and is like, okay, that's a herniated disc. That's not so bad. And then he looks on the right, which is worse. And he's like, Ooh, your back is not beautiful. <laughs> and for some reason, it, and then he's like, get up on the table. But for some reason, the way that they say things are not, oh, that is not beautiful. It just always makes me smile. That, and at first they kept saying, you need to keep your body warm. Keep a uh, heating pad, uh, sweaters and sweats. You need to keep your back very warm. This was still in August. Yeah, August or beginning of September. Yeah. But so I'm working through it, doing a hell of a lot better. For some reason, a horrific um, prescription of cortisone shots in the buns every day, every other cheek each day. And Jason's not a big needles guy. So Gaji's been administering my shots, which is sweet and he's good. But if he does it first thing in the morning, great. If he does it after he went, goes hunting, he's like exhausted. A little shaky. A little shaky. A little, shaky. A little heavy handed, a little hard push. And it's like, oh my God, I am sick of this. But Well, that stopped anyway. Yeah, thankfully, as of yesterday. So rest and... I get. To, I will do all the physical work, which is not a problem. I need to. Otherwise, I get. I will get fatter than I currently am. Well, it's funny. They one of the prescriptions is to go walk outside and um, use walking sticks, which make me look feel like I look like I'm training to be German out on our streets or so, on on our road. But there's so much activity with the hunters and the um, wood being moved around that a lot of the guys will stop or say hi and what's going on. And I, um, Pierangelo, all, all of them have this problem. This is I am like one with the old guys. So Pierangelo, one of the main, he's one of the neighbors and wood guys who passes along our road a hundred times a day. He was like, oh, and he's this big guy with white head and hair and um, has a funny dialect and accent. But he was like, what are you doing with the sticks out here? And I said, oh, I have um, two herniated discs. And he goes, only two. <laughs> I've got six or seven. And then everyone talked about which is the good doctor to go see. And they sound like old Jewish grandmothers. Oh, you've got to go see so-and-so he's the best. And it's just hilarious. And, um, so, and, and make sure to do this therapy. And he kept saying, I thought he said zone therapy because his accent is so difficult to understand sometimes. And I thought, okay, zone therapy, that kind of makes sense in Italian. Like in this one area, this one zone is where you're getting therapy. No, it's ozone therapy. Like the gas. Mm-hmm. So then it, that was the whole talk of a bunch of people. The, the four stall, I just like to stop and chat and they got nothing else to do. So they're listening to back problems. That's and it, four stall is like the um, park. Uh, the rangers. Yeah, but they control. Um, the woods and the hunting. Yeah, they control the hunting in the, in the woods. Yeah. Uh-huh. But so it's kind of fun not really being <laughs> like one. 
fucking with the old guys. I'm like, great, this is now a thing. Ashley no Ashley is now a good customer of the um geriatric store in Urbana oh that God. sells the <laughs> The exercise balls and the walkers and the, and the back braces, the thermopacks. Uh-huh. Like, oh, Ashley, <laughs> did you want it, our club card? If you spend 100 euros. Next up, I get a hearing aid. <laughs> so that's kind of been the summer. We laugh, but this is this is not good. Because no. last, year I did, last year, my shoulder. This year, her back. She Ashley took a face full of bees. It's just getting to be, we either need to... Switch it up, or we need more mechanization. Like we need help in some way. We gotta watch it or get. We're more. getting older. I know it's crazy. It is. I don't like it. No, you're too <laughs> young to have these horrible back things. It's not good when you and all the uh, 68-year-olds no. have the same. Oh, I got one of those too. And we're all going to the same doctor. <laughs> no, not great. Not great. So, well, moving into autumn, we um, we haven't switched flipped the switch yet into autumn. It's still been kind of warm. Uh, yeah. We had a little bit of cool weather in the beginning of September, but in the last two and two and a half weeks, easily it's been sp- like beautiful conditions. Twenty eight yesterday. Um, uh, so, some mornings are cool and wet, like today, and other mornings are dry and warm. It's been all over the place. So we had an earthquake. We did have a little earthquake right before the big uh, volcano eruption at La Palma. Mm-hmm. We had a not a big earthquake, but it was no, a, it was like two point nine, but it was right near us. Right here, it was a kilometer or two away, right by up where at the end of the valley where the um, windmills. windmills are. So we felt it and heard it, and uh, made me feel like old, living old times growing up. I basically slept through it. Jason had a little more energy toward. He was like, "Whoa." That was a little earthquake. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I was just aware that usually I grew up in San Francisco. So when there's, or the East Bay, so there would always, there'd be a lot of earthquakes, not just the one that was famous that, that knocked down the Bay Bridge, but, um, they're usually one, like they're not just single. They always come was, around. I thought it was clusters. just funny. Cause normally I'm the one who's like, Oh my God, was that an earthquake? And you're like, Oh, just relax. It's fine. And this time I've like basically slept through it and. Well, because I knew that it was cl- like it felt mm. right here. It just felt like really close. Yeah, yeah, mm. it was close, and it was. A- and then at breakfast, each guest who would come down to breakfast would come in the door and say eleven twenty-five, and they would say that that was like the first thing or whatever the time it was that it happened. But everyone was like on it, and it was the first words out of their mouth, which was just kind of funny. Well, it is concerning because oh, masonry, <laughs> masonry structures, and and this is this is this is brick, well, you stone, up- and concrete. Oh. Mortar and beams, huge wood beams. You look up you, at well, you, that are that are right above you as you sleep. Uh-huh. Those don't do well in earthquakes. Shh, this old house has been pretty good. To I us. know she's been here forever. So, mm-hmm. um, so what else going into the fall? Since it's been so dry, the mushroom and truffle talk is Zero. not great, which is hysterical because we have a sold out um, mush, uh, truffle package at the end of october beginning of yes. november now there's still some time for mushrooms it's not going to look great for the truffles that's for sure no and they're going to be real expensive mm-hmm. because there's not any we saw our favorite guy who comes with the two dogs he has one lab mix and one older dog the older dog wasn't with him anymore um and he showed us what he found yesterday and it was what looked like a little piece of rolled up mud um, <laughs> it was no, it, it was nothing he's like there's nothing nothing mm-hmm. out here um so, Whew. 
it's slow with that. The hunters are out. The traffic is back. We've got a, thankfully it is just a, um, we'll call it an alarm, a sound alarm of a gunshot that goes off. Oh my God. So they're trying to protect their sorghum fields at the end of the valley. We have some right around here too, but, um, I guess the pigs, the wild boar, are starting to get into the ripening sorghum and eating it and destroying it. So they have set up one of those little boxes that makes sounds. Thank God it's a gunshot and not like an, like a beep or something like that. Because other neighbors have had the beep. We've had neighbors who have the beep, and it is annoying. Whereas the gunshot, it's... Sounds more... It's just kind of muffled. You get used yeah. to it. It's not It's, it's not jarring. No, um, but it goes off all the time. <laughs> all the time. The first night, we had no idea what was going on. And Jason got up in the middle of the night and was like, someone's out there poaching. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, someone's out there. And it was because like, you kept hearing it go off. And especially because it was a new battery and new sound. Um, you, and it, it was, was a lot sharper. it was going off all the time. It's like 3.30 <laughs> oh in the morning. And They're hunting all night and then the next morning again and then so i asked you know there's there gaji came by for coffee and you're like someone was you told we were like gaji someone's out there someone's been poaching he's like what fields i'm like just that way like the like two fields <laughs> over you can just hear the gunshots all morning all evening long comes to find out it's the it's, it's the alarm. alarm system that like the little boxes that mm-hmm. they use um they ran out of batteries over the weekend which was nice <laughs> and here we are beginning of the week um and they have fresh batteries. Yeah, it's back. It's back. <laughs> we can time it. But it's it'll be gone. They're going to harvest the sorghum here pretty soon, mm-hmm. and then they'll get rid of those. So it's all part of the ambiance uh, of the countryside. But we have to it's warn. The authentic rustica. Yes, but you do have to tell your guests yes. when you're doing like the walk around of the house that you will hear gunshots. Um, Every hour on the hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's set up by timer or by motion, but mm-hmm. um, you're going to hear them, and it's not guns it's... and feel free to go for a walk in that direction <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um speaking of the guests i have to give a shout out to the guests who showed up this year between the return guests and i mean people who have been here three making this their third or fourth trip down to the podcast listeners who came out and made this as a trek to help support us after last year and this year still being crazy it is um, incredibly a heartfelt thank you that you guys made it all the way out here and made it part of your trip. And a special shout out to Mindy and James, Lillian, Noah, and Victoria for the podcast listeners who uh, <laughs> loved it so much. And even without us uh, podcasting since, like we said, beginning of March, uh, came out to make sure we were still okay. So it's really sweet. We don't really say it much, but it does mean a lot in a silly way. Thank you. Very good. Any anything else? Are we going to end on that, or what's going on? Um, what is going on? We've got um a bunch of the fall projects still. The pool's closed, but like you said, the wood and all of that. Oh, I got a ton of wood to. They've been harvesting wood um from the field right right next to us all summer long. There was. Uh, how much, like a whole field full of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it was in- incredible. It was actually really cool because as you drove up, it was just rows of wood. wood perfectly stacked. And I'm a sucker for, for good mm-hmm. looking stacks of wood. So it's been there, but you've had to listen to the trucks uh, come and grab it, which isn't a big deal. But um, 
I, or the chainsaws or cutting it. Chainsaws cutting it. But the good part about it is um, they paid me off. I got a bunch of free wood. So, exactly. We'll take uh, it. We'll take it. But it's long and big, and you have to chop it up and cut it up and chop it up and move it up. And that's my project for right now. So a little bit every day. And what is still going strong in the garden? Going strong in the garden is all the autumn things. So uh, all the cabbages, the broccolis, fennel. Um, we still have peppers. We still have string beans. We still have tons of tomatoes. Uh, oh, let's really quick. Um, things that did really well this year. Peppers. Did, peppers. I finally got peppers to mature all the way through. So they did well. Um, tomatoes did okay. We I had problems with insects this year that i didn't have in other years and i think because it's because i put the manure on too late and it didn't have a i have to put it on in the um in the autumn and let it sit over the winter where i put it on in the late winter and i just think there was larva in there there was something going on i battled battled horrible insects and the heat the heat got most things this year um at a certain point, the plants just got too hot and just dro- started dropping. But the tomatoes fruit. got a second wind. Tomatoes got a second wind. The peppers got it. Once it once we got through that last bit of July and August, and it just kind of it can't. They just can't have thirty seven every day. They just freak out. No, but the beans and the beans did great. Beans Corn did, well. did well. Pumpkins did all right. They were small. Um, Pumpkins were small, but huge bonus. Not. A bite was taken. No, I got the pumpkins <laughs> before the um, porcupines, and they uh, never, there's normally some sort of autumn porcupine parade yeah. where they just come in and take a smorgasbord, one bite out of each. Of course, I have a fence, but they constantly test the fence, and they'll get underneath, and they'll just come by and take a bite out of every pumpkin, looking for I don't know what they're looking for. They're looking to ruin all the pumpkins, <laughs> and they they've done it two years in a row, and this year, no no porks, no porks. Um, or maybe my fencing was better. I don't know. Anything that that didn't go well besides the tomatoes or like learning. Oh, tomato, they did not go not well. well. It was it was an average. What year. about we learned about having things with some shade helped, like the cucumbers that got or the um, melons that had a little more shade. Yeah. Some of that, a few of those lessons were learned this year because uh, you could spend some more time fixing. If stuff. I don't, so yeah, I, I have to give shade to the tomatoes, the peppers, the pumpkins uh, in the in the afternoon, and it's I have a I had a lot of it. So um, you can set up, you can buy what's called Taylor and Bergante, like um you've seen it before. It's like this meshy shade. meshy fabric that lets some light through but not all of it and. And it just takes off the the stress of the afternoons. Now you didn't use that, but you had. Um, we were lucky enough that you had planted the, the cucumbers corn. all by the peppers, so and that's yeah. To help. So I yeah, the cucumbers grew tall, which which um, gave the peppers a little shade. I planted the pumpkins in the corn, mm-hmm. which gave the corn gave it a little shade. So I was trying things like that um, because to buy and set up this whole shade system is like a huge project. Not it's for the glory, not, and it doesn't work with the glory garden. No, not really. <laughs> um, next year maybe I'm going to keep that in mind because next year instead of 14 rows of tomatoes. I will have six. Oh, and one other garden follow-up that um, one of the last podcasts you did, you were asking for shout-outs for some help with the irrigation and whatnot, and you got it all figured out. Was there anything, lessons you learned with the irrigating this year? Um, Yeah, I'm getting better flow. I'm getting less interesting enough at the top of the row because everything goes downhill is getting less. Everything's traveling downhill. So I didn't uh, extend the rows, the 
at, at the end, the the kind of where it's cultivated, the earth stops at the last plant. It doesn't like overflow. No, overhang. it doesn't doesn't have an overhang like a drain, if you mm-hmm. will. So what happened was as uh, as the drip system watered and the water flows down the row, it stops at the last plant at the bottom and just kind of sits there. So I had some splitting of the tomatoes and that kind of thing. So next year, what I need to do is continue the row, continue the the. Um, the cultivated part of the land, the row, another meter or two to give the water a chance to kind of drain away so it doesn't sit at that bottom part and mess up those plants. We also learned that maybe we should be doing it on an angle. Yeah, I should do it the other angle, the other way too. So maybe um, like at a 45 maybe to where the the way the um, – the Rose? No, where the, the way the land kind of yes. flows. Because it just go the water. We just have a, we're on a little bit of a not not a hill, but a there's a there's a grade to, there's it. A grade to it. A, a good a mm-hmm. grade. it's not a hill, but it's definitely you walk downhill as you go down in the garden. Um, so the top parts of the rows don't get enough. The bottom parts of the rows get too much. So and that helps from like washout from a big summer rain or something like that too. Yeah, the the water will just take the water it just takes all the topsoil and washes it away. So lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all, it was a good year. For, it was a good year for the garden. We got yeah. more than we could possibly consume. Absolutely. Oh, um, something we probably won't do again is chickpeas. They were beautiful. Oh yeah, plants. we did chachi. Beautiful plants, but there is one chickpea, one garbanzo bean in each pod. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, the birds love to eat them, and so do the caterpillars. So do the caterpillars, and um, they take forever to harvest. Forever. I told Jason the other day I would rather double shell fava. Then do chickpeas again. They were so pretty as a plant. The other thing um, that I grew that wasn't that great up in the boxes, well, I had a terrible year for the carrots. For some reason, they came out. Too hot. Yeah, it was just way too hot. But also leeks. Um, Pain in the butt. Pain in the butt. Not. We don't even use them, really. I don't use them. (laughs) So I was like. Well, you you have. And they're not that big. They're teeny tiny. They're teeny tiny. And so the usable part, the white part of it, is maybe (laughs) a finger long. Like, it's it's really small. And it was such a pain in the butt. Every day I'd walk by and, Ashley, you got to pile up the dirt around the leak. She's like, I am. And it just, it's, we need a different different system to get the white part bigger. And it was just too much work. Yeah, it was something to try. Something to try. I mean, you just had a. A little bit of them, mm-hmm. but all in all, a good, good glory garden year. I'm very happy. Never, I'll never do it again. <laughs> I'm having him record a video to himself this winter. A to, confessional, yes, to play when you start planning the garden to tell it to yourself because I try each year. Pull it back. We don't need as much. Oh, ah, this year I went insane. We've great. got to. Or what if? What if everything dies? I've got to have backup. No, I. That was not what I said. It had to be symmetrical. It all had to look. That too. It look. It had to be even. It had to be looking good. Like oh, it two, did. It did look good. I had, it was great. I had a great time doing it. It was a labor of love. It was a ton, a ton of work. Like I said, six or eight hours a day. But thankfully, it's over. <laughs> I'm not, I've kind of uh, not abandoned it, but there's not No, nearly... but you know you could do it. It was worth it. And now comes the cleanup. There's so much to clean oh, up down there. I, I got to pull up all the tubing for the, um, from the drip system. I got to get take down all the poles from the tomatoes, all the... Um, all the uh, like uh, tank, the pressure tank, and the regulators, and all that stuff down there because we switch the garden each year from one side to the other, so it, we rotate everything. And um, starting on as soon as I get done with this blasted wood, I get to start planning where I'm going to put my animal pen. Stall I know, shed. I can't wait. Moo, honey. Moo, honey. <laughs> 
Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I know we were a little bit all over the place, but we thought it is time to fire it back up. It's been, I don't know, it's been long enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll see you in six months. All right, thanks for listening. Ciao, ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.